I'm Danny. And I'm Damika. And we're biracial unicorns. The Minnesota Minnesota time. I was gonna do my Minnesota to match like your your high, like an elongated one, and I, I chickened out at the very end. I was like, no, don't do it. It's hard when you have like your system. It's yeah, hard to mix it up. But it's good. It's good to keep fresh. I've realized that I've been trapped in the system, so I need to like you know. And- All of us are trapped in the matrix. <laughs> New year, new me. Same old matrix. Yeah. (laughs) How are you, Damika? Oh my, are you as fed up with 2022 as I? That was quick. This was, this relationship went really sour very quickly. Yeah. I feel like that's the general feeling going around. Like Mm. four days into the new year, I started getting (laughs) memes sent to me about how over 2022 people are. Um, So, I think that's where everyone lives right now. I, it feels it feels good to once be part of the trend. I'm normally not a very trendy person, but it feels good to be on trend for once. Yeah, I'm totally on brand, on trend, I, I on know. all the things. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, abrupt change of subject. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I just do not have the headspace to do like a good, meaningful transition. No, no, a no. nice smooth segue we know why we're here in fact if, actually if you haven't if you're just picking us up because you're trying something new for 2022 you've you've run into danny and Demiga do a mini-sode where two people who like to plan and like to know what's going on surprise the other person with another topic of nerddom geekdom pop culture thoughts food whatever and we pretend to talk about it for 10 minutes no we don't (laughs) pretend we do we actually (laughs) talk about it we do talk about it for 10 minutes and then we say screw the construct of time no we try to put it very nice and neatly in a 10 minute box as yeah yeah i mean we're usually less than 20 minutes but lately we've been really pushing that envelope uh (laughs) we just have so much to say (laughs) all right well i have i have 10 minutes on the clock i think i think this is something we have talked about before okay but it is not it has not had a full mini so dedicated to it and i think it's it's an important topic i've been thinking a lot about because I know I know people with with young girls, um, children. You have a daughter, um, and this idea of like, how do we raise these strong women where they aren't a total pain in the ass growing up? Um, and it's very difficult because to in order to like have someone embody those attitudes, um, it's it makes it more difficult to deal with as a parent, as I'm sure you are aware of. Your daughter is lovely. I'm not saying she's like <laughs> she misbehaved or anything, but I know she like loves to challenge you a little bit. She she definitely like I wish people like your kid ever ask you why? I'm like, no, does your daughter ever like counter your argument? That's the thing. I'll take a why. I would love a why. No, 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 no. It's always, but I let me counter that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to spend um, 10 minutes talking about one of my favorite young female role models uh, from my youth. And perhaps she didn't rock the boat that much. No, she did. She rocked the boat. Um, okay. I would like to spend 10 minutes talking about the book, the film, the girl. 
Matilda. Yes, this is perfect. You're right, rewrite because we have talked about Roald Dahl, right? And we've yeah. kind of like danced around it. But you're right. Let's just let's just jump into it. I have the fondest memories of reading this as a class. I believe in second grade. I think it was like our class book and our second grade teacher assistant because my second grade teacher was a nut job. Uh, but our uh, the teacher's assistant read it, and I remember being so enthralled that at the Scholastic Book Fair, mm. I begged and begged and begged <laughs> to have a hard copy of this book. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so very much. Yeah, I love, love, love that book. I can't remember the first time I read it, but I read it probably half a dozen times. Um and it's it's one of my favorites. You know, I, I always feel like I connect with a book nerd character. So I loved Matilda. Mm. You know, I think what really drew to me was it's so funny because at that same time I was really into Shel Silverstein and it had like the little bit of illustrations it had, mm. had this beautiful simplicity. And I remember realizing that sometimes less is more as someone who was more arty at the time of like, wow, less is really more. And I just remember being so keen to like this character, this female character is really reflecting of how we sometimes view girls as nothing particular. It doesn't really catch you offhand, doesn't draw attention to you. It's so simple. And I, I just, it was so absolutely instantly endearing. And uh, yeah, I, I can't remember when the movie came out. Do you? Uh, I want to say like 94, 96, Mara Wilson played mm. Matilda mm-hmm. and I, I, I know it was post Mrs. Doubtfire. So, yeah. but Gosh, not, she- but still in that umbrella of time, <laughs> you know, 94 wow. to 96. Let me check. Yeah. Well, she got work, man. I didn't even realize, like, I didn't put those two together. I was like, wow. Yeah. 1996. Ooh, good job. Gosh, it seems like such a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So I remember being pretty excited when the book or the when the movie came out. Mm-hmm. But I was like a little like I was on like I was aging out <laughs> of Matilda mm-hmm. at that point. But I, I still definitely saw it and I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it. I think my thing was it was. I I read the book to be a little bit darker and I found the film to be very whimsical. And so some, I think even then I'm like, it was really enjoyable. And I think I actually, speaking of school, I think I watched it as a, we have a substitute. We're going to watch this movie kind of thing. Cause I didn't really go to the movies a lot as a young kid. And I think that's how I first saw it. And yeah, I remember really enjoying, I thought the casting was really sweet. Uh, but I think that's what it was. It turned into something really sweet. Mm. And I think I was looking for, and I guess I might make a Tim Burton can't do everything girl. Um, but do you know what I mean? I think I yeah. thought of it as being a little bit more less. Uh, yeah. I yeah. I, I agree. I think the book had a little bit more bite mm-hmm. than the movie did. Which, I mean, I, both you and I, we know that you have to uh, try to appeal to as many people as possible. But for me, I'm just like this girl being locked in a closet. Like, to me, the content was just so much darker. And I think it'd be so interesting for them to, like, redo it now in that context of there are a lot more books that deal with the content. I think I have, um, like, Lemony Snicket 
like mm-hmm. things about nature that tend to be a little bit more on the on the darker, grittier side. I think it'd be so interesting to see that book and how they would portray such a, a strong female character now as opposed to then. Yeah, it's definitely a different time now and they probably wouldn't. I don't know. I think it could go one of two ways. It could go in the extreme in either direction, I think, today. Mm. I think we're, we are seeing a lot of censorship and a lot of, like, fluffiness in mm. children's programming. Um, but on the other hand, there is this wave of, like, liberation in terms of, like, being able to explore darker themes. Like, you mentioned Lemony Snicket, and that's, like, a great example because the Baudelaire children are <laughs> But it does all these terrible, terrible living situations. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's so interesting to me that like we see these depictions of abuse in uh, literature, like child child abuse, and like you know being locked in a closet, being like Harry Potter was literally like given a cupboard under the stairs, and it's like. I don't I don't think it registers with people how like dark and bad mm-hmm. <laughs> these things yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like what was it? Speaking of Roald Dahl, James and the Giant Peach, he was so thin. They described like he barely ate and how he was beaten. Uh who else? It was a children's book. I haven't read it, but they made it also into a Netflix movie series of the the Wallabies. And they talk about how their parents were just so neglectful and that they thought it would be better for them to be adopted or to have a nanny than to have their actual parents. That was their whole theme. And it's wondering of like what what is going on in that consciousness of like taking that step wicked step parent thing and cranking it up to what's even worse is your actual parents or actual guardian of being so neglectful and uh, embittered by that and what's that mindset but what's even crazier is that what resonates with children so much with this that they become so popular yeah and and these characters i'm thinking specifically of matilda and harry potter still um because i'm not familiar with the wallabies but i think uh those characters are so soft and loving regardless of what they've been through and i I wonder um, in terms of like the public mentality towards these things is it's like in some ways it's, it's a good message because it shows like you can overcome and you don't have to let these experiences define who you are and those things. But I think there is a bit of erasure in terms of like the realities of what abuse can do Um so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it when I start to dig into it. Mm, it's hard because once you start, you have to start asking some really interesting questions. So Matilda was an excep- an exceptional child. Right? Yes. And yes. they're thinking, for me, that kind of is like, here's the red flag of, I think we have an idea of what an abused child looks like. Mm-hmm. And Matilda isn't necessarily it, per se, because she is still smart, even though she, at the beginning, is very shy and withdrawn. Right. Mm -hmm. But she's still able to be exceptional. And on top of that, have like these these gifts. Right. And these powers all onto her own. And I think sometimes it kind of rocks the boat of what we think a abused, battered, forgotten child kind of looks like. And it's, you know, like, well, despite everything else, look how exceptional and look how it all turned out. If you haven't read the book, probably spoilers like she finds, you know, her teacher and loves her and adopts her and it's all going to be okay. And and her powers go away. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that can be taken as as more like a metaphor, but guaranteed like a nine-year-old isn't thinking that, you know, like it, it is the way of, of dealing with the situation. Um, and I think in reality, it doesn't usually manifest itself as telekinesis. <laughs> no, 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 no. Or just this fact that I see these characters. So anyway, speaking of Roald and making these transitions to James and the Giant Peach, they have this fantastical thing that happens to them. And in a moment, I think both characters kind of doubt, is this really happening? Or is this subconsciously a way to deal with this trauma? And I always thought that was interesting that in both of those kind of stories, there's these moments of it can't possibly be true. Mm. But regardless, this is how I'm coping and dealing because you see that towards the end of James and the Giant Peach and you see that towards kind of the beginning of Matilda, if I remember correctly, of like, is this actually legitimate? And as a reader, there's a moment where I think in both stories, I kind of question too of, is this actually real? Is this how they're translating and how they're coping with what's going on in the world? Are there really giant bugs? Does she really have telekinesis? And throughout, and I think that's part of the fun for lack of a better word of the story is kind of seeing the parallel of reading the story with believing full-heartedly that these magical mystical things are happening and then reading it again of what happens if that is actually a bend of the reality once if this is actually really not what it's translating once again it makes the story grittier and i think it makes it more captivating when you think about it in those layers yeah i i do question though um how harmful it could be <laughs> like i think yeah. because it's it's almost like you can magic your way out of a bad situation which is not the reality of the world um and like you said matilda is always presented as an exceptional child like she's exceptional and we know that like from the beginning <laughs> so <our> time um <laughs> caught me off guard i wasn't looking uh but she's uh she's always portrayed as exceptional and so i think the reality is in order for people to be exceptional there has to be a lot of people who are not exceptional and the fact mm-hmm. remains that there are a lot of kids who grow up in very difficult environments and so what message is this book sending to those children, like the children who do not, or children who do not find like their spark of what makes them special early on. Like, where does that leave them? Mm. I didn't, I didn't intend to turn this into a critique of Matilda. I know. It just kind of happened. It just jumped right into it. Um, No, no, I, oh, I really like that. I would love to like, just dive into that of what does that say because i feel even earlier earlier on and this is i i'm not going to branch out too much but we talked about the movie soul i finally Mm. got to watch it and it had this question of about the spark and what the meaning is and what you're supposed to do and what you're intended and kind of implied it with something that's innately inherited in you and i can imagine with that mind frame would that kind of be part of society of like what we're mind to do and even though the movie itself bucked up against it Putting it but against it, something classic of Matilda, that's interesting of finding what drives you, finding of what you're good at as in a, in a young person as a way to protect yourself and to give you that confidence as you're coming into yourself is so key yeah. and so vital. But you're right. What happens if you just, you don't? 
Wums of just survival is what is what's like your main focus. Right. And I feel like that is the situation for a lot of people. Like not even just children now, taking that off the table. Yeah. Of just people in life right now are just doing enough to survive, particularly with this lens of the COVID pandemic and climate catastrophe and all these things we're grappling with on an increasingly day-to-day basis. Um, I think so many people are so caught up in survival mode that it's very hard to nourish or fan the flame, fan the spark of what it is that that makes you you, makes you exceptional, makes you uh, happy, makes you feel connected to the world, right? Because we're just so caught up in survival. Mm, well, one, I don't appreciate being called out in front of everybody. If you want, <laughs> if you want to talk about this, we'll talk about it in the car, like grownups. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but but that's there, there. We could like finish it right there. But I, I get what I guess I want. I do as a as we're sitting here critiquing this book, which I want to. I do want to give acknowledgement of thanking Matilda that you can be smart as a female. Yeah, and you can be unapologetic, and it doesn't necessarily. It can be lonely. And I think that's the thing of being different can be lonely. But once you've been able to find that, people who seek that will find it. And I thought that was so interesting. And you you mentioned even my daughter. I look at her and sometimes I worry how hard the world's going to be for her because mm. she can she can see through a lot of things already. We've had some really hard conversations of why, why, why doesn't this person understand? The teacher says this, but I, I don't think that's true. And watching that struggle. It is easier to cultivate someone to work through the struggle and being able to see complexity than trying to open up the eyes of someone grown who was never taught to see anything different and to question anything different. So I I rather heal this and walk through this and and work how to how to sort through this and ask those questions than try to get a grown ass daughter to see something bigger outside in the world, you know. Right. So pick your battle. Because you're going to get one or the other. (laughs) Some of us get all of the battles. (laughs) Oh, what what about you? Any final odes to Matilda? I I just, I will forever love Matilda for those reasons that you stated. I saw a lot of myself in her. And like we've talked about again and again, the importance of representation in media and that we often frame it through the lens of like race or ethnicity or culture, but I think it can be deeper than that as well. It can be, you know, just seeing a young girl who is, who is smart and like, that's her big value. And like, finding her voice like I felt like that really resonated with me not to be calling myself smart but you know I'm I'm like of a similar mindset she she totally is everybody (laughs) whatever Uh, but I I like to read and I like to learn and, and to see that and see that curiosity in a character and even when she was presented with challenges um, and obstacles to pursuing that she persisted, I think is a really, really important message. Mm, So if you are a millennial like us and you haven't read it to the next generation, whether it be neighbor kids, your kids, your your nephews, nieces, cousins, go read it. It's a classic. Read it, then watch the movie and discuss. uh, Probably don't listen to this part with kids, but then discuss the (laughs) book yourself go do it it's a classic 
Yes. Um, and watch the movie. We said it's a little bit soft, but I think it's still a, it's a sweet movie. It and is. Mara Wilson is so stinking cute in it. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I think it's a good, not hardcore time capsule, but it's still like, oh, it's a movie of the 90s. It is. It's very 90s. All right. Well, you can check the show notes for all of our info, and we will be back next week with a full episode and in two weeks with another mini-sode. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace. Out. Out.